You're listening to a preview of a premium episode of Champagne Sharks. To get access to this premium episode, as well as the full archive of back premium bonus episodes, go to patreon.com forward slash Champagne Sharks. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Champagne Sharks and sign up for only $5 a month. For only $5 a month, you get this and every other premium bonus episode, meaning double the content. It's a great deal. And without further ado, here is the preview. Champagne Sharks. Uh, this is T, and I'm here with D Mills. What's going on, everybody? This is D Mills. You can catch me on the Twitters at mdmills79. Tag, don't at me at mdmills79. Let's do all it. All right, all right. And you know my Twitter. It's Ricky Rolls, R I C K Y R A W L S, and I just want to jump uh, right into it, and I want you to know, dude, uh, you're trash. You are straight. You are just straight trash, dude. You know, I, I'm, I, I'm trash. Yeah. yeah, I'm the white people of black people, and so are you, man. Did you yeah, know that? Dude, I'm I'm so white, dude. Yo, I got a loan today without even uh, filling out a credit check or anything, because. I'm the white people of black people. Oh, man, I got one to top that. You know, I actually was doing 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. I was doing 45 and a 35 and the cops saw me and just kept going. Didn't turn around, didn't follow me or anything. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm good, man. Life is good. As a matter of fact, the cop actually saw me and then he saw a black guy. Looked like he was maybe going five over and went after the black guy. And let me go, man. So, wait, wait, but isn't the black guy a white guy too? Because I thought all, oh, I thought all. Oh, wait, maybe it's a gay black guy. So maybe yeah, he, he, maybe maybe he didn't count because they have. The, yeah, I think that's what it was. He did have like a rainbow bumper. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's why. That's what. That's that's gotta be what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. For people who don't know, there was an article that came out. Um, it, it came out. There's a term that we use, we call it BMAT. Um, BMAT Twitter. BMAT is B-M-A-T. And it stands for uh, Black Men Are Trash. And BMAT Twitter is a wing of Twitter where it's usually like um, these black guys who like wearing man- mandals, you know, like uh, sandals for men. <laughs> and these intersectional feminists who never actually read any academic books they just read tumblr posts 
right to to uh, study the intersectional uh, feminism, and yeah, the two of them get together, and a lot of them seem to uh, be part of the National Association of Black Journalists, and they uh, they all get together and they get most of the mainstream prestige media uh, writing jobs. Like if you're one of these um, intersectional feminist light and, or one of these kind of male intersectional feminist allies wearing mandals and you have a college degree, you'll get like 80% of the mainstream writing jobs to write about black people. It's just how it goes. And you just have to make sure to pledge your allegiance to BMAT Twitter. So BMAT Twitter has been in overdrive this past week with uh, an article by a guy named Damon Young. Uh, he had a site called Very Smart Brothers, and it was bought by Huffington. Was it? The, was it? These things are all merged together. Uh, They're all just one giant publication. Now, it yeah, was bought yeah. by uh, The Root, which was originally owned by, I think, Washington Post, but is now owned by Univision uh, slash Tolamundo. But at the end of the day, it was never owned by anybody uh, black. Uh, the Root has always been uh, non-black owned. It's, it's one of these, quote unquote, black sites not owned by uh, black people. And uh, they were bought by them. And yeah, so, th so they're basically uh, a BMAT site. So yeah, the title of the article was uh, Straight Black Men Are the White People of Black People with the idea that, you know, straight black men have all this privilege and all this power among black people that makes them treat queer black people and black women the same way white society treats uh, black men at large. And uh, the last thing I'm going to say before uh, passing it on to you, D, is one of the guys who first popularized this phrase, if not outright coined it, is a blurred. And this is what I mean about blurreds having just terrible, childish, glib politics. Like the worst, the worst politics. Mm -hmm. There was a blurred name, uh, Rodimus Prime, which is a perfect blurred name, uh, who uh, coined this uh, phrase. And now there's an article about it. And it's been getting torn apart by a lot of people. The anti articles are much better than the, uh, than the pro articles because the pro articles pretty much have zero data. Right. Which is usually kind of the case in a lot of these conversations when these articles come up, um, you know, there's a, they're very generalized. Right. And because, you know, you can do a lot to muddy the waters with generalizations as opposed to putting out hard data, facts and figures that can be studied and can be refuted. You know, you toss out a few generalities, you know, a couple of ad hominems thrown in um, and, and you have an article. And one of the things that I always have a problem with with these articles, be it from The Root or be it from The Huffington Post or be it from um, sites like Very Smart Brothers, is it doesn't come across as very um, it doesn't come across as a meat and potatoes article. It's, it's, it's a lot of baby food. You know, they don't use a lot of data. Um, it's just it's a lot of articles that to be honest with you, it looks like they can write it, you know, for kind of from their smartphone and post it. 
You know what I mean? There's not a whole lot of. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's not a lot of substance in the articles. So it doesn't surprise me when you have these situations where these articles come up and they'll throw out something like straight white men are the white people of black people. And then you have a scholar like a Tommy Curry or somebody like that that would come out, get upset about the article, start citing all kinds of data that proves that it's not true. But in the end of the day, to the masses that read that article, does it really matter? Because I don't think that data is going to sway the people who believe that shit one way or another. You know what I mean? Oh, no, because and I want to make something clear. What I'm about to say is not a slight against religion. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is it's like a religion to these people. And the reason why I say it's not a slight against religion is because religion presents itself as what it is. Religion is presenting itself as a faith-based um, area. Endeavor, right. What makes what makes it bad about being applied to these things is that they're pretending it's a data-based political science type of point they're making. Like, you know what I mean? They're pretending that it's something uh, that is based on rationality and evidence and data when it's really just an article of faith. Absolutely. And- which... If they, if they just said that, it'd be fine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, the thing about it is if you if you look at um, the terminology that he uses at the beginning of the article, he, he lets you know right out that it's an article of faith. He says in the beginning of the article, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it right in front of me, but I believe that he says something to the effect of, I know it seems counterintuitive. I know that the data says X, Y, Z. And that reality sometimes doesn't show this to be true. And then he goes into the the gist of what his article is about. So right then and there, he tells you to disregard rationality, disregard facts and figures and reason and just listen, just have faith, you know, um, just use the force. <laughs> May the force. Be- yeah. <laughs> Is that kind of- you know what? I opened it. Yeah, I opened it up, and you weren't far off on your paraphrase. You actually remembered it uh, pretty well. I'm going to read it uh, right now. It says, "It feels counterintuitive to suggest that straight black men, as a whole, possess any sort of privilege, particularly the type of privilege created for and protected by whiteness. In America, we are near or at the bottom in every relevant metric." determining quality He's of life. He's talking about black and men no, there, right? Just to, I want to Yes, that. yes, yes, because he says we, so I want to make sure this is a black man straight writing black, this. So he says black man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A straight black man. In America, we are near or at the bottom in every relevant metric determining quality of life. Our arrest and incarceration rates, our likelihood of dying a violent death, our likelihood of graduating high school and attending college, our employment rates, our average net worth, our likelihood of surviving past 70. And here's the best part. I could continue, meaning that he admits this is not even an exhaustive right. list. He could go on. But the point is clear. So it's like, okay, so far, this doesn't sound like, you know, these people are the, the white people of black people. If you're saying that they do so bad, but, but then here comes the but. But assessing our privilege or lack thereof on, on these facts, considers only our relationship with whiteness and with America. Intraracially, however, our relationship to and with black women 
is not unlike whiteness's relationship to us. In fact, it's eerily wait, wait, similar. Okay. Can you, and, can you pause it right there for a second? Okay. Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. right there, he he contradicts the entire point of the article right there. He just said we are at or near the bottom in every tangible statistical category that you can think of. So that includes in relation to black women. So then he says that and then turns around in the next sentence and says, but that's only if we view it in our relation to whiteness. No, it's if we view it in relation to everybody, as you just said in the first few sentences of your article. Yeah. The point makes no sense sense. because it tries to act like, yeah, it tries to act like black people can exist in a vacuum separate from whiteness. So it's like, okay, you can have it hard compared to white people in white America, but be bawling out and doing great in comparison to black women, which makes no sense because privilege comes from power. So if you're... Power gives you privilege. Like, privilege is a perk. Power is to the ability to define who receives or doesn't receive privilege. So, I mean, where are these black men going to get their privileges over black women from? Because us as black people, we can't give each other privileges or take away right. privileges. Only white Absolutely. people can do that. So if white, if if black men are doing worse than black women uh, when you compare it to whiteness, then we're just doing worse compared to black women because white people make the final call. Yeah, absolutely. This weird, I- yeah, this weird idea that, yeah, when white people are around or when you compare it to white people, black people may, black men might have it tough, but when it's just us, because, okay, let's just pretend you're just in the black community, right? I hit my woman. I have a black woman and I hit her. Okay. Right. If she decides to call the You're cops, done. I'm done. What can I do? Can I say, hey, you know, I'm the white person in the black <laughs> community? He's gonna be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm gonna curb stomp. I'm, I'm gonna curb stomp you right back into the black <laughs> exactly. community. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta remember just how get in here, yeah, get in yeah, here like, behind these bars with the rest of the of the privileged niggas. 